From the PSIA ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. Great discussion tonight. We're going to be chatting with Bart Flynn, team member. Bart, thanks very much for joining us. Really looking forward to talking with you. Yeah, appreciate it, George. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to it. Now, Bart, this is going to be a little different, but I want to have a chat with you about identity. Um, when I was first introduced to the the Flynns, and, and it was always plural, uh, every time I heard about you, it was the twins. Oh my God, the, the twins from Jackson Hole. You've got to meet the twins. You've got to, and I want to meet Bart, and I want to meet George, and I really want to have a chat with you about what it was like growing up. Uh, as a, as an identical twin. Um, how's that? Yeah. So it's uh, something I, I think about a lot, but I have to preface all this with the fact that I don't know what it's like to not be a twin. So whatever all of this is, is fairly normal to me and, and, and doesn't, doesn't like, I don't, I'm not thinking about it all the time, but you know, it, I think there's a lot of angles that it can, can, uh, can be looked at from and the 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 first angle is like i think the fact that there's a greater personality that is the two of us has been a strength that we've been able to play for for quite some time uh it's something that in high school the same thing it was just the twins yeah we went we went to college in different places and that was the first taste i had of of being just just Bart and it was actually kind of funny my I'd go visit George in, in college and people would just come up to me and assume I was George and they had no idea there was like a, a body double that was coming to visit <laughs> <laughs> and but that was the first taste of the like the individual Bart and it, it was I don't, yeah, I'm not sure what to make of it beyond that and I love your perspective of, you know, something I never thought about. You don't know what it's not like to be a twin. Totally. Totally. So how, though, having someone that close to you, uh, and I'm assuming you're both very close athletically. I mean, you both tried out for the team and you both made it. Um, has there been a lot of competition between the two of you, or do you feel like the two of you have really pushed each other uh, well and in ways become the individuals who you are. Yeah, I think in, in most cases, the the competitive, that, that like healthy competition has been something that pushes us. We're, we're luckily, I think close enough in performance that, you know, we're back and forth. Like I remember growing up ski racing I would like nip him by a 10th in slalom and then he'd get me by 15 hundredths in, in giant slalom like the next day. And I think when, when you have a, a set of twins where one is consistently beating the other, you end up with, with the one that's getting beaten, maybe falling off and looking for other interests and not trying to compete constantly. But when the, the competition's like super tight, and it's going back and forth. I think it breeds this this unique type of competition where, you know, if I know that if I'm not sharp on a day, he's going to beat me, and I don't like that, and vice versa. And so, 
you know, instead of one of us falling off and, and going and searching out different interests, we were close enough that that competition just continued and built. And I, honestly, I, I give it a lot of credit for, for the way I ski and, and how I, like the, the standards that I hold myself to. I mean, imagine having like a, another version of George Thomas that if you screw up, the other version is going to beat you. Like it definitely holds you to a different standard. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's an interesting <laughs> scenario to think about. Well, and, and even with that, were the both of you always interested in say the same kind of sports or things that you're actually business partners now in your bike shop, Fitzgerald. We are. And I think it's funny. It, it all, I think it all comes back to that constant it went for for better or for worse constantly measuring up against each other so you know a scenario where one of us is running the shop and the other is not i could i think there would be some some fomo going on if we're the one you know that's not and like i said i don't like with any of this stuff it, it's all i know and for better or for worse but it's certainly significant like i would never want to bail on him and and you know all of a sudden you know, he's running the shop and super successful and I'm, you know, down in the dirt digging ditches or whatever. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now, which of you was the, really the idea or the brains behind trying out for the team? Um, because somebody had to be the motivator there, I would think. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it, for me, it comes back to how close things are back and forth. So it wasn't thinking back at it now. It wasn't, Hey, you should, you're skiing really well. You should try out or I'm feeling like I'm skiing. Well, I'm going to try out. You should too. It's the closest thing I can explain to people that don't understand what, what being a twin is like, is that imagine 30 year married couple, like a lot of your existence relies on the other and you bounce ideas off constantly you finish each other's sentences so to say that we came to the conclusion together at the same time i don't think is an overstatement like wow. i think there was a lot of like i i believe in you to do it okay you believe in me to, to go try out for this like yeah we're at we're where we need to be let's go do it and as you and i were talking before we started uh, to record you said you guys have been teaching for like 10 years and yeah. I just think of the progression of going through, it can take people 10 years to, you know, work up to level two, level three. And yeah. you worked up to national team again. Was there some, it, it, I assume there had to be some pretty heavy competition where you're really pushing each other. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a, uh... So yeah, it, we went kind of, I say we, you know, both, both George and I went through kind of PSIA level one, level two, level three, and, and then on the fourth year tried out to be an examiner in Intermountain and, and all, all of that was successful. And I think a big part of that progression and we were both hungry for, for doing more. I think that's just innate in both of us. And there was I, it, again, it comes back to that accountability of there's this other person that if you don't bring your best game and succeed, 
and give it your like full concentration, there's a possibility that one makes the examiner squad or what have you, and the other doesn't. And I think that that possibility pushed both of us to, you know, absolute top potential of what we could handle. Um, and then, you know, at that point we're little 26 year old punks and, and just kind of making our way. And Ann Shorling was trying out for the national team at that point. We were watching her go through the process. Like there's no way I'm ready for that. And then, and so it was kind of expected that four years later, you know, kind of retally everything. And at that point we're slightly more mature and slightly better prepared and went after it. Now let's talk a little bit more about motivation. I mean, I'm extremely self-motivated and could push so hard, but get to a point where it's like, oh my gosh, I can't go any harder. But somebody on my support crew in a, an ultra race say, it's like, I can't give up because so-and-so is back there. And I've really got to give everything that I've got for that person because my own self-motivation isn't there anymore at all because I'm so wiped yeah. out. Is there any feeling with you that you don't want to let George down by not giving it your best? A hundred, a hundred percent. Yep. I think there's, there's an aspect where, you know, I don't want him to, what quote beat me, but also, you know, I, I think that I represent him and he represents me in a lot of ways. I think, I mean, there's 99% of people can't tell us apart. So to most people, it's just one of the Flynn's. So in that, in that respect, I am representing him. So there's absolutely a, a kind of section of that, that, that is, I, I don't want to let him down. Absolutely. And we've been teammates in things before, whether it be doubles tennis or playing soccer or even riding bikes. We've been, you know, teammates in 24 hour events where, you know, he does a lap, I do a lap. And there's absolutely the, the mentality of like, we're representing a larger thing here and I'm not going to let you down. And yeah, it, it absolutely is motivating. Now, is there something in your life where you really feel separate from George where it's like, you know, this is something I love and you just don't quite see that passion from him for whatever that is. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, it's there. We are, you ask the people that know us well, and there's, there's, there's a handful that know us well. And th they say they're, you know, we're completely different humans, totally different. They could, they can sense sense which person is walking up behind us, you know, behind them, hear the difference. They can see the difference, obviously. Um, if I'm going to draw lines, I think George is a little quicker to accept things and dig in. He's a little bit more maybe like fanatical about things or like jump in real quick. I'm a little bit more reserved, a little, a little slower to accept things, a slower to like, I need to gather a little bit more evidence before I like go in on something, but I'll, I'll also like, for example, like trust George's research on gear and things like that pretty blindly. Cause I know he's done it well. Whereas I'm there saying, Hey George, maybe you should like hold off on, on going, going through with that for a second, like gather a little bit more information. Um, 
that's like a little look into the, the the differences of of the two of us. And there's there's countless, but there's a little look. <laughs> okay, gotta know what uh, what skis and boots do you re- uh, are you representing? So, Tech Blizz, Technica Boot, Blizzard Ski, and uh, Marker Binding. And we're both on them. Oh, you are both on them. <laughs> yeah. 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 We were really, uh, really pleased when uh, when those guys stepped up and, and were, we, I don't know if we had the meeting together. We might have. We might have. And uh, not that it was like, you know, two for one or, or not at all, but I'd been skiing on that, that stuff for the better part of my ski career. So I was quite glad to have that consistency. I'm a big fan of the, of the stuff. So both of us are. And if one of us got kicked off, it would have been a sad day. Now, Bart, I've got to ask, I mean, there is an importance of having some individuality. Uh, do you ever get that sense to you? Yeah, you know that I I think back actually kind of somewhat recently, uh, we were at Masters Academy in Killington, which just kind of side note was the first time I'd skied in the East Coast in ten years after like growing up skiing that mountain and the surrounding mountains. So that was kind of a trip. But the uh, anytime you show up and you're skiing with a a clinic group or teaching a group there there's no twin aspect to that and so those those folks in the group get the full-on individual and it's always interesting to compare notes or or get the uh, reactions from group members from from different like from george's group and my group and i think in general both of them have a good time but it's a different experience and I, i i don't have a great idea of how it's different but I do know that in a group skiing with me, you get you get Bart. You don't get George and Bart, that's for sure. So I've got to know what it was like at tryouts when uh, the team was being announced. And as Bart, you would have been called first, I believe, for alphabetical. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Was there any doubt in your minds that uh, one of you might make it and the other might not? There was a slight boy. I I would have guessed that George would have made it, and I wouldn't have. But so when I heard my name called, I was like, "Well, he, if I made it, then he probably did too." Uh, and I boy, I went up there, and Rogan Rogan didn't let me think about it for very long because he, he immediately was like, "Just stay up here. This is going to be pretty special." I don't know if you can hear it on the on the broadcast of the selection, but. If you listen carefully, he's like, hey, stay up here for a second. This is going to be pretty special. And then, obviously, I, I kind of knew. Uh, however, I was asked during tryouts what would happen if one of us made it and the other did not. And I thought it was a good question, and I had thought about it. And the uh, the idea was that it is what it is, and I would love to meet the guy that split us that got in between because yeah. I'd probably be a great guy that knows how to ski pretty well and would have been a, an interesting scenario. Yeah, yeah. Bart, I got to say you left me speechless after that one because I don't, <laughs> I never even thought of that, but wow, that right. Who knocked 
the other one out. Right, right. There would have been one guy that that somehow snuck between us. I would have, and you know, I as a if if we think of the the national team as a marketing tool for PSIA, which I think it functions fairly well as having the two of us, I would argue is an advantage. Um, partly because of the exactly what you said, you know, you, you, you hadn't heard about the individuals, but you're not going to forget about the twins that you, you'd heard about. Right. And, and that's something that I think both of us have benefited from in, in all walks of life, whether it's, it's just something that makes a slightly more memorable and I'll, I'll work that as, as long as it, it can be. Uh, as long as people make an effort to tell us apart, that's my only criteria. Well, I think it's really interesting that we have you and George brothers. We have uh, Matt and Jeb Boyd brothers, uh, married couple, uh, Mike Rogan, Robin yep. Barnes. There's, I really like that aspect to the team. Yeah, it it's you got to wonder if it's coincidence or if there's something in the water there. I. I got to think, I have to think that it, it has to comes down to a little bit of that healthy competition. And I haven't, I haven't sat down long enough with the boys to really dig into it, but I, I bet there's cases where Maddie's like, I don't want Jeb to ski better than I do. And Jeb's like, well, I don't want my little brother who's more handsome to ski better than me. You know, I bet there's, there's a part of that. I am not editing that out. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Bart, it's been great visiting with you. Just one more question for you, though. Sure. I, I loved when you said, you know, when if I took a clinic with you, I would be with Bart. If I took a clinic with George, I would be with George. What is mm-hmm. it in your teaching that you feel sets you apart, makes you unique? Boy, I, I'm not sure I'm the one to answer that question. And and it's, it's also, it's along the same lines when people ask me, like, how do you tell each other apart? And I I answer like, you know, I, I wake up as Bart, I look in the mirror and I just see Bart. I'm not looking for differences to see which one I am. And so I wonder if that's a, I, I honestly don't have a great answer for that. Well, how about if I phrase it a different way? What sure. do I get when I have a clinic with Bart Flynn? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I think you get, uh, I think you get, a, you get genuine feedback because throughout my, my career as, as a aspiring ski instructor, that was something that I always yearned for was was no sugar coating you know just tell me if i'm doing it or not and you know i i'll tell you from my my perspective of skiing is is one that's fairly technically minded and i think i have an engineer's brain and so i like to to break skiing down into very simple parts i don't think about complicated movements it's just what am I doing to the ski? What do we want to do to the ski and how can we do it to the ski? It's, I try to, I try to keep skiing as simple as possible. And I think within PSI, it's a, it's a, it's something that can be pretty valuable, especially if you're 
an instructor is, you know, trying to figure out how to teach people how to ski better, uh, simplifying it and, and keeping things crisp and simple is, 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 I think one of my strengths. So I think that's what you get. Pretty sure. <laughs> well, I'd love to take a clinic with you someday. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it'll happen. All right. Well, Bart Flynn, thank you very much for joining us on First Chair. It's been a blast talking with you. We are going to be having another interview with you uh, here in the very near future to uh, chat about your goals for uh, the upcoming season. I'm looking forward to it, George. Thanks, as always. Pleasure. Pleasure chatting with you. From the PSIA AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.